one of the things that we value is being sent. It's one of the practices of a disciple. It's something that we expect of one another. Jesus said to his disciples, as a father has sent me, so now I'm sending you. And so you are already sent, church. You've already been sent. All right? You don't need to tell, you don't need to have me tell you that you're sent. Jesus has sent you out. So you get to be a missionary. So you're not just a disciple. You are a missionary. Where you go to work, the campus you're on, your neighborhood where you live, the apartment complex you're in, your dorm room, your dorm hall, wherever you might be, God has put you there for a specific purpose, and that's to make much of Jesus. And, and so we value that. We value living sent. And, and so we had the privilege of sending these guys out um, with prayer and finances to just send them out on that mission trip. So um, I'm going to pray, and then we're just going to have you guys take turns and just kind of share a story of, of just how you saw God move, okay? Would you guys pray with me? God, you're so good. We love you. I thank you that um, by your grace, you have called us into that marvelous light. You've called us out of darkness. Um, so God, even though maybe we walked in here feeling the darkness, if you will, feeling the brokenness, that is not who we are. You have redeemed us. You have rescued us. You have placed the glorious light of your spirit inside us. And so, God, we rejoice in that. We rejoice in who you are. And, God, I thank you for the privilege that we have as a church to live sent, to to live this out, and then to send one another out to make much of you and to see you change lives right in front of our eyes. So, God, I pray now that you would be with Dustin, you'd be with Elena, you'd be with Josh, that you would just minister to them right now. Holy Spirit, would you give them the words to say? But, Holy Spirit, would you just cover this place, cover us this morning? God, help us not to walk out of here just saying we went to church today, but walk out here saying Jesus changed our lives today, and he moved in us. And and I can't live the same way that I was thinking I could live when I walked in here. God, would you do that for us today? For, not just for us, but would you do that for your name through us? God, we love you. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your goodness to us. And we thank you for your presence with us right now, here in this moment. And Lord Jesus, it's in your amazing name and grace I pray. Amen. So Josh, get us started. Kick us off here. What's, um, what's something, just a story that comes, comes from Beach Reach in your time there? Okay. Uh, well, first I want to is this on? Okay. First, I want to start off um, just by saying thank you guys um, for sending us out with the funds and the prayer that we needed for this trip. Um, God heard your prayers, and he did some amazing things. So I want to thank you guys first for, um, as the church, sending us out. Um, And then second, I just want to reiterate that these stories aren't about us. Um, We get to tell them because God has given them to us. They're about God. Um, I want to reiterate that none of this means we're special. None of this means that we did anything good. Um, God did everything good. So I just want to give it all to him today. Um, and don't look at us, look at God when we tell these stories. Um, so actually, Lena's going to start us out because we were on, this is from the same night we were together. Um, she's going to start us out with the story that we're going to tell. Okay, so I have one story before that story. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's from the first night. Um, first off, going into this year was much different than last year. God just totally like showed up in me um, where to where there was no like fear of sharing the gospel or like talking to these strangers. It was just like he gave me just a love for these people. And it wasn't like, oh, I got to go share the gospel. It was like, I get to go do this. I get to go like share the love of Jesus. So that was really cool. Um, so yeah, the story that I was going to tell was um, t- sort of at the end of the night of the first night, um, we had just seen a lot of, like, 
heavy stuff that first night, and we were all feeling like, oh my gosh, like, I'm pretty much ready to just, like, leave, like, let's, let's go, um, but we, like, stopped, and we prayed, and we are like, okay, God, just, like, encourage us during this time, just, like, help us to keep going, um, and, like, protect everyone that we were, like, worried about, um, and so we kept going, and it was, like, a really foggy night, um, like, you could not see, like, very far ahead of you, um, which made it, like, pretty dangerous for the vans, but God protected them, um, but the reason I mention that is because one of, one of the people on our team, like, saw a guy behind a bush across the street, and I don't know how he saw him, like, I was like, you have, like, Hawkeyes, like, how did you see him, but he's like, do you guys, like, see that guy over there, and I was like, no, (laughs) how did you see him, Um, and we kind of, like, kept walking, and I was like, does anyone feel like we, like, should really talk to him, because I was, like, kind of like, eh, and one of the guys on our team was like, yeah, I like, I feel like we should definitely go over there. So we crossed the street and we approached this guy and like, he's all alone, just sitting down behind a bush. Um, and he was crying and I, we didn't know that he was crying until we got up there. And so we're like, Hey, do you like, what's up? What's wrong? And he was like, I'm just, I'm just really sad. And we're like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, do you mind if we like sit down and talk to you for a little bit? And he was like, you could tell, like, he really didn't want to say, <laughs> like, yeah, you can sit down, but he did. So we sat down and, like, started talking to him. Um, and, yeah, we, he started opening up, and he, he told us that his girlfriend was cheating on him, and he just found out. Um, and, like, as we were talking to him, we're sitting there, and this car pulls up and, like, is driving past us, and he's like, that's them. It was, like, the guy and his girlfriend like, in the car next to us, and, like, it was just so, like, awful. I was, like, felt so bad for this guy, Um, but we just got to, like, pour love over him, and we got to, like, ask him what he believed in, and he told us that, like, he believed in a higher power of some kind, um, but not God, and so we got to, like, talk to him more about that, Um, and at one point, he was just, like, yeah, like, I'm really glad that you guys, like, stopped, and, like, talk to me, because I needed somebody, and I was like, yeah, uh, God knew that, (laughs) it's like, he knew that you needed someone, Um, and I got to tell him, I was like, you know why, like, I think God's real, and I was like, it's something that was very recent, and I was like, "Uh, so we're just across the street, and my friend Joel here saw you, and I was like, "Um, I don't know how he saw you, but actually I do, like, God opened his eyes so that he could see you, and Then I was like, also, I asked if anyone wanted to come over here, and Will said yes, and that was because God was opening his heart and saying, like, yes, go talk to him, and I felt like that really, like, spoke to him, Um, and it was just really cool. We got to talk for, like, probably, like, half an hour, um, and, like, we got to pray over him, and it was just a really cool time, and it was, like, really awesome to see the way that, like, God intentionally moves, and, like, I know that if we had just, like, sat there in our, like, heaviness from the night and just been, like, oh, I don't feel like talking to anyone anymore, like, we wouldn't have had that conversation, but just God really, like, encouraged us and helped us to keep going, so I thought that was super cool, Um, and then the last night, me and Josh were together on a street team, Um, and so we were in the van, like, on our way to be dropped off, and somebody mentioned McDonald's, and um, Dylan was sitting next to me, my boyfriend, and he was like, 
maybe it's a sign, like, God wants you to go McDonald's. And I was like, yeah, that's not a thing. Um, (laughs) But then, so we're, like, praying. But right before we go out, our street team, and we're like, okay, God, just, like, show us where to go. Um, Just, like, lead us. And so as soon as that prayer is over, I look up, and I just see the McDonald's sign. And I was like, (laughs) it's like, he was right. Um, And so, and it was crazy because my friend Ashley was on the team and I like saw the McDonald's sign and I was like, yep, that's where we're supposed to go. And she, I look over and she's pointing at the McDonald's sign and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. We are supposed to go there. Um, So I was like, guys, we need to go. And so we go to McDonald's and there's like these three people sitting outside of McDonald's um, and they're like, weren't college students, they were like kind of older, didn't really know what they were up to, but I was like, guys, I feel like we have to talk to them because I would just like regret it if we don't approach them. So we approached them and they were basically like, "Uh, no, we don't want to talk to you. And we're like, okay, have a good night. (laughs) Um, And we kept walking and I was like, well, that's okay. Like, we'll just keep walking. Um, And so we kept going down further and further and like eventually we met some people and you can share the rest. Yeah, so the McDonald's was just like the leading point to get us to where God was taking us. Um, and I guess some people were hungry, and God was like, yeah, use that. So um, we went that way, um, and after we got past those people, we looked around, and there's like no one. We're like, which way do we go? One of the big clubs is that way. One of the big clubs is that way. Um, the people are going to be there, but it's like a couple miles to get there. So we're like, okay, we're just going to choose this way. Um, and so we start walking. Uh, we walk for a while and don't really pass anyone. There's no one walking on the streets. Um, PCB has changed a lot because they just um, a few years back made a rule, um, a law where you can't have alcohol on the beaches. Um, so college students don't tend to go there as much anymore. So there's still a lot of people that go there for the clubs, um, but it's not as packed as it used to be. So you kind of have to search for people some of the time if you're not right next to the club. So Um, So we're going towards one of them, and we come up on this little pizza shop, um, and it's like the spot to go when you're done clubbing and you get hungry and you go get pizza. So um, there's these guys sitting out there, um, and we're kind of walking up slow. There's a few different people sitting. We're like, which ones do we want to talk to? Um, We're all like asking God, like, which ones should we talk to? Um, So we go up, um, and we see these two guys sitting there, and they just got their pizza. We're like, yes, we have have a while to talk to them. So um, we go up, and we sit down. I mean, start talking to them, and they're, they're like super down-to-earth guys. Neither of them are very intoxicated at all. I don't even know if they had been drinking at all. They were just there to, like, hang out. Um, so they were all there. They were willing to talk, um, and they just got their pizza, like I said, so they were, they were just sitting down. So um, we start talking to them, um, and we pretty much right, to the, right away get to the point um, and start talking to them about God. And they were like, um, they both had, like, grown up kind of in Christian homes, um, but they just weren't chasing after it. Um, they had grown up, um, one had grown up in a Baptist, and then the other was um, something else, I don't remember, but it wasn't Baptist. Yeah, it might have been Catholic. Um, but so they they had just been like kind of running from it. They didn't have um, a good basis and good friends around them to like help them be in that. Um, and they were from a, a northern school, and they were both from two different schools. They ran track and stuff. So we talked to them a little bit about track and why they're doing that and stuff. Um, just normal surface stuff, and then we start talking to them for real about, like, their faith and what they believe, um, and they both believe in God, um, but they aren't following him, so they both believe there's a God there, and they, they know there's a God there, and they've seen things where they're like, yeah, that's God, but they don't follow him, 
Um, so we just had a really good conversation. It wasn't anything crazy like, oh, yeah, we're going to accept Christ and we're going to chase after him with everything. But it was really cool because both of them were like, they both knew that they needed to be going after something. And they both knew that that was in their heart, but they just weren't doing it. So we got to talk to them about it, and we got to just share the gospel. I went through, um, I don't know how many of you have seen the three circles um, illustration of, like, the gospel of how it works. So I went through that with them, um, and we just talked about it all. And they were, like, definitely seemed like they wanted to get involved in some sort of campus ministry and, like, um, start doing that. So that was really cool. It was just awesome. We talked to them for, like, an hour and a half. Um, we sat down and just talked, and we talked about everything. It was really cool. Um, and it was, like, just a really, like, personal time, I guess. Like, we got to hear their whole stories. They heard our whole stories. It was really cool. Um, so I definitely think their lives were impacted from that. Um, so then after that, um, they end up calling one of our van services to take them back to their hotel. Um, so then they get in a van, and then they get to talk to more people. Um, so God was, like, pushing um, himself on them. So it was really cool to see that. Um, so they go, um, and we say bye to them and stuff. Um, and then we're like, okay, where are we going to go now? So then we're like, okay, we're going to go to the club we are going to originally. So we're walking down the street. Um, we get there, and there's a subway right next to this club. And they stay open super late so that people can eat there while they're at the club and stuff. So we um, go into the subway, and there's some people sitting down. We're like, okay, we're going to get food and then sit down with some of these people. So we get in line. We get food. And then everyone in this whole place left as we were getting food. So it was like, it was a little discouraging. We're like, what the heck? Everyone left. Um, so, yeah, we um, sit down, and we're like, okay, what are we going to do? We were trying to decide if we wanted to go and sit by people on the curb outside and eat or what. So we sit down. We're eating. Um, and as we're eating, some people start coming in to get food and stuff. And this guy, me and Lena are sitting like, like the seat behind us is where he sits. So we're sitting like this, basically. He comes in the seat behind us. And we thought he was a beach reacher because some beach reachers had come in. Um, and he's sitting there. And then we're just talking about the story that we just had, like talking about the people that we got to talk to and how cool it was, how open they were to talk to us. And he's sitting there like this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to illustrate for you. He's sitting there like this, and he goes, wow, this is deep. <laughs> and we're like, we thought he was a beach reacher, and we're like, okay. And we start talking to him, and he's not a beach reacher, and he butted into our conversation about God. And that was just such a cool thing that God had did, done for us so that we could talk to him. Um, he turned around and started talking to us. So we get to start talking to him. Um, what was his name, Colton? Yeah, so his name's Colton. Um, and he, he starts talking to us, and it's pretty much like right away we start talking about God because he like butted into our conversation. So um, we're talking to him, and he's had like some deep hurt from the church. Like he's been in churches where they're just like judgmental and like don't care about people, and they, they are behind the, like, behind the curtain doing bad stuff all the time. And like um, he was really hurt by that. Um, so he's not in church right now, um, and his brother's in church, and he's like he, – he just had this whole story that he told us about how the church has hurt him. Um, and he knows there's a God, but he doesn't like going to church. He doesn't like the people in church. And he feels like he's just far from God. He's not following after him right now. So we start talking to him. Um, and he is, like, so responsive to our, all of our questions, all of the stuff we're saying. He's, like, listening and, like, he's, like, looking into my eyes when I'm talking to him. Um, and he wasn't, like, he wasn't intoxicated or anything. He was fine. Um, so... We're talking to him, and we get to um, just share what the church is supposed to be like. We get to share um, what our church is like and what God's church is like. Um, so we, we're 
basically able to just pour into him and tell him, um, basically encourage him. And Lena was very bold in telling him, like, he was like, yeah, I see, I see all these Christians that they're not chasing after God 100%. And if you're not doing it 100%, then why even do it? And Lena, Lena kind of around the, around the edge of it says, you're not chasing after God 100% at all. Like, you're really far from it. But she says it in a nice way. Um, and so that, you could tell that kind of <laughs> that kind of convicted him a little bit. Um, and we definitely were able to just pour into him and tell him, like, you need to get involved in a church. We see that you have a heart for God, and we see that you have the right heart for God. If you're saying that you need to be going 100% when you're doing it, you should be doing that. Like, we encouraged him in that, and he definitely, like, I have a Snapchat, um, and we're able to talk to him now. So it's like, it's a really, really cool connection there where he's going to be able to get involved in a church. We're going to be able to encourage him. Um, and that was just a really, really cool thing where he sat down and butted into our conversation. Like, God is so good in that. Um, and we were like, honestly, that night we had one conversation with those guys because it was an hour and a half. Um, and this was one of the nights where we had like a half night. Um, so we were almost a little bit like, yeah, we only had one conversation. I, I think someone right before that had said, I wish we could just have like one more conversation. And then he butted into our conversation. So that was just God's holiness and God putting him in our lives. Um, and then real quick, I'm going to share another story that's totally unrelated to that one. Um, so we do van rides down there, free van rides. Um, and how that works is there's a driver, a navigator. Um, there's a doorman who goes out and gets the people, the party that's going to come into the van. Um, there's a conversationalist right behind them in the row behind them. And then in the back, there's like a security person who sits and kind of watches to make sure nothing happens. Um, so... I was in the doorman position, and then some people you guys don't know um, were in the car. Um, one that I will say, uh, she's a foreign exchange student, and she's from Africa. She's from Nigeria. Her name's Elizabeth, and she is so amazing, and she has an amazing accent. Um, but so she was in our car, um, and she plays a big part in it, so I'll, I'll say her name a lot. Um, but so we had um, a call in. It was four guys. Um, Stephen, we could tell that he had a pretty strong Australian accent when he called. Um, so we went to pick them up, um, and they get in the car, and they're like these big guys. Like, they're all huge, and they're like, yeah, we play lacrosse. And <laughs> they did say that. They were on a lacrosse team. So they, they get in the car, and they're like, one of them's from Britain. Um, the other two are from, like, out west somewhere. Um, but they're all just, like, really big guys. They're all pretty cool guys, you could tell. Um, so they get in. Um, the two guys get in, like, the very back, and then two guys sit by me. Um, we start talking to them pretty much instantly um, just about God because um, we knew it wasn't a long car ride. So we start talking to them, um, and it's like fire. Like as soon as we start talking, they're like questions that are so hard to answer like instantly. So it's like um, really moral questions, and then they're like asking like, so if God is good and he's like this amazing God, why do all these bad things happen? Um, and then they're trying to like, the two guys in the back, the, the British guy and the Australian guy, they both have, like, these super logical minds. And one of them's, like, and he was telling us he's, like, in this super elite group of people who has, like, a huge IQ. And, like, um, so he's, like, he literally at one point tried to explain Christianity and, like, coding. And we were, like, okay, we're not going there. But <laughs> so, anyways, they're, like, talking to us, and they have these questions that are really, really hard to answer. Um, and that's, like, one of my biggest fears is being in a spot where I can't answer the questions they have. Um, so 
basically, they're asking us these questions, and luckily, the people in the front, there were two guys who just are amazing, and they study the Bible so hard, and they know a lot of the answers to these questions, so um, some of it was reverted to them, and um, they were asking questions like, um, I'm trying to think of one of the questions they asked that I definitely couldn't answer. Um, what was the question? All right, anyways, I'm, I'm going to skip that. So they asked a really hard question. Let's just say that. And so Joe, the one who's driving, while he's driving, answers this question like amazing. God gave him the words to say. Um, and they're like responding. They still have questions like they fire back questions at us. But so we're going through that. Um, we're taking them actually back to their hotel from some other hotel. Um, so we take them to their hotel. We get there. Um, and then as soon as we get there, they're like, can we like go change? And then you take us to the to Harpoon Harry's, which is one of the big clubs. And we're like, yes, for sure. So um, three of the guys get out. And then the one who called in, Stephen, who's the Australian guy, stays in the car. Um, he didn't need to change. So he was staying. And he was like, yeah, I want to talk. So we're just talking with him. And he, he honestly, just to get to the point, over this time, he never, his mindset never really changed. Um, something I forgot to mention, when they got in the car, I asked them what they believed. And two of the guys said they were atheist. One of the guys said agnostic, and the other guy said Baptist. Um, the, one of the atheist guys and the um, Baptist guy were in, in the seat right next to me, and when they went in, they never came back out. Um, they said that one of the guys got really sick and wasn't feeling good, so that he was going to stay back. So um, we got to talk with Stephen for a while, who stayed in the car, um, and we had some good answers to his questions, but that's kind of when he went into that whole coding thing <laughs> that was really weird. Um, so we got to talk to him a little bit, but then... The one that really responded to a lot of stuff um, was Sam, who was the British guy. He came back out, um, and they get in the car, and then we're going to go to Harpoon Harry's. Um, so we start going, um, and then he has questions about faith and how to believe, like how to believe when you can't see. Um, and so he starts having questions that we can't answer um, that, well, we could answer the other ones, but these ones are easier to answer. Um, so we start pulling out scripture and talking to him about different scripture. And this is where Elizabeth comes in. She is amazing with scripture and amazing with, um, like, the spirit and faith and stuff like that. Um, she comes from a really cool background in Nigeria. So she starts talking to him, um, and she just talks for a while during this car ride. And he's, def he's like, listening. Um, so we get to the place, and we actually sat in the parking lot and talked a little longer because they didn't want to stop talking. So we're talking with them, um, and then we're at the end of it, we're like, okay, so you guys are getting ready to go. Is there anything that we can pray for you guys about? Is there anything that we can just be continually praying for you guys about? Um, the Stephen, the Australian guy, kind of just says, uh, not really, maybe safe travels. Um, and then Sam, he like really thought about it. He sat there and really thought about it, and he goes, if if God is real, pray that he will show me. And he was one of the ones. Sorry. He was one of the ones who, when he got in the car, said he was an atheist. And so when someone's heart like that changes, and you see them starting to believe again, and starting to see that there's a God, and ask that he'll move, our God's going to move. Um, and we were 100% confident in that. So he gets out of the car, and we just start, like, yell praying. <laughs> like, we're, we're basically, all of us are scream praying in the car. 
Um, and we're like, we know God's going to move, and we're so confident in that, and we're just thanking him for that, for that experience, that time, talking to someone who came in this car. Um, he's down in PCB wanting to party, to drink, to do all these things. Um, he gets in this car, and then he is met by God. Um, and I just, I'm so thankful for that whole experience. That experience was amazing. Um, and if you guys will, continue to pray for Sam. His name's Sam. Um, pray for him that he will be met by God and that he will just have a, a life-changing experience and that he'll be changed from then on out. Um, so that was, that was probably one of the coolest experiences I had down there. Um, and it was just really cool. So that's the one for me. So I was, I was uh, privileged enough to go on this trip uh, for a second time. I went 10 years ago, and um, the campus minister had asked me to, to go in his, oh, I guess in his place. He had a, recently had a baby. Um, and I just want to say that it was, it was probably one of the best weeks of my life. Um, I've, I've been on a lot of mission trips, but I just got to see God do so many really, really cool things through... Um, through our team, and just even in myself, like, um, yeah, just got to see God show up in some really neat ways. And I just want to, I just want to preface by saying that, like, the stories that we're telling, um, and, and the things that happen down there are not, um, they don't just have to be on a mission trip. It's, it's not just about, being on a mission trip, it's not just about like going out and doing that. Uh, like specific, that's that's normal, like Christian life. We're we're to see God show up every day in our lives, and 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 really one of the most amazing parts of this trip was some of the prayer times that we had, and and just spending time in God's presence. I know there were days that I felt so depleted. We calculated, I think I, I slept like 3.2 hours a night on average for, for the entire week. And there were some people that slept less than me. Um, and, and we would get together and we would pray as a team and, and we would ask God for just supernatural strength to go out and, and, and keep going. I, like, it was amazing. I, I know that that was a miracle because, like, last night I slept like six hours and I'm really tired. <laughs> but... but uh, the th I think pretty much the whole week I felt tired like twice, and that was including when I laid down at like five in the morning to go to sleep. I, w I just did not feel tired hardly the entire time. And so I know that God was with us and he was giving us strength. And so like, I just, I, I just want to say that like none of the things that we did, like Josh and Laney were saying, are just from our own power, or from our own goodness or holiness. It was, it was simply from intentionally seeking after God and allowing him to come and, and use us and show up in our lives. And out of that overflow of just spending time in his presence and spending time where he is, I don't know what you're going through and what's going on in your lives, but that's where miracles come from. It's, it's not about seeking the miracle. It's not about mustering up a bunch of faith, but it's about spending time with Jesus and, and going after his presence. If you want to see breakthrough in your life, do more of that. Spend more time with him. Lay down in his presence. It's not about how long you do it. It's not about, oh man, I need to read these verses or pray this prayer so many times. It's about just laying yourself down and he's going to show you what's next. He's going to show you what to read. He's going to show you what to pray and he's going to show you what to do next because it's out of his overflow. It's out of the overflow of what he does in our life that we're going to do anything good. 
Um, and it doesn't matter. It, do, it wouldn't have mattered if we would have went down there or not. It doesn't matter if we go out and win one more person to Jesus or not. It's, it's simply about being with him. It's, that's what it is. It's about being with him. So don't feel any motivation, like more motivation than to go home and just spend time with Jesus and, and see what happens next. He's going to do miracles in you and through you. Because that's the God that he is. And he cares more for people than we care for people. And so when we spend time with him, we get his heart. And so, anyways, when, when we were down there, we just had some really, really cool times with the Lord. And, um, I, I mean, I could tell, I could talk for probably two or three hours. Um, maybe. <laughs> I could probably always do that. But... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stories, a lot of really cool things that God did on that trip. And, and we saw people come to Jesus. We, we saw some of, the, some of the students, they got names of people that were people that they met during the week. Like God was putting them on their hearts. Um, I had a friend that, that, had a, that got a name in a certain place. And the next day that guy showed up and somebody else met him and he got saved. Um, and so like just really cool things. Like God really confirms himself. But God doesn't, he's not always like, he doesn't always use our logic, you know. He doesn't always use our ways and our plans and the ways that we make things happen, you know. God does what he wants to do. But like, sometimes we just, like by being in his presence, we like start to understand that a little bit more. Um, We start to get it. We start to be like, okay, God, I'm just going to obey you and I'm not going to think about it too much. (laughs) Because it could just be crazy. Um, And so... I, a couple weeks ago, I guess it was a few weeks ago now, I think I was here, actually, we were in worship, and I had this picture, I don't know if you guys have ever got this before, but like sometimes God speaks to me in, in just a, a really small voice, sometimes I get pictures in my head, um, sometimes he speaks to me through other people, through scriptures, so many ways God speaks to us, but sometimes like I just know that God is putting something in my mind, and so I had that experience. I was in worship, and I saw myself on an outreach at um, Beach Reach, surrounded by people with a guitar in my hand, and I'm, I'm playing guitar, right? I'm surrounded by this group of people, and I'm thinking, okay, cool. Um, and I just kind of left it there, and I texted a friend, and I said, hey, can you pray about um, something that God wants to do on, on our week? Something maybe outside of the box, I'm not going to tell you. And so I had this thing in my heart, but I was like, I'm going to, I want to get like some confirmation. And so anyways, a few days later, um, I talked to my friend and, and she said that, um, she just kind of approached me and she said, hey, Dustin, are you going to bring your guitar on outreach? I was like, yeah. I was like, why did you ask me that? Um, she's like, is that what you got? I said, yeah, that is. And so I, I, I was like, that's really cool. And so I actually, like, we go to Beach Reach and all this stuff. I brought my guitar down there, but I didn't bring it on outreach at all. I was mo- mainly a driver. And so I thought, I didn't know if I'd actually get to go out on the street or not. But um, there were a couple nights that they let me out, um, <laughs> which was awesome. And so, <laughs> like, release him. <laughs> and so, so anyway, I... Um, I forgot about that word that I had specifically that afternoon. I, I just wasn't thinking about it. One of our guys, um, he approached me, one of our guys from our house church, um, he, said, he said, Dustin, and we were just kind of all hanging out, and he said, Dustin, I, just, I see you tonight just bringing your guitar um, and just playing on outreach. I was like, what? He's like, are you, are you going to bring it tonight? 
I was like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but in, in, in my heart, I'm freaking out. I'm like, that's pretty crazy. Like, what just happened? And so anyways, I, I started to tell a couple people, and I'm like, can you pray for me about this? Like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know. What am I going to do with my guitar? And so anyways, um, my, my friend came to me again, and she said, hey, Dustin, it was the same day. We hadn't talked anything about it, like, for, I don't know, a long time. And she said, hey, Dustin, um, are you going to bring your guitar tonight? Uh, <laughs> She said, God reminded me of that word in worship tonight. And I was like, what in the world? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll bring it. And so I go out on the outreach, and we're, we're driving. I'm driving to the drop-off spot. We're getting dropped off at Walmart. And uh, somebody prayed over my guitar in the van and just prayed that God would just attract people through the guitar. Because I, I told a few people that word that I got. And then I told my team. Um, I think I even... I don't even know if I told my, I'm walking around with guitar and they probably had no idea. I told them like, this is what happened. And so we're at Walmart. One of our guys has to go in Walmart. So we're hanging out front and we'd been there maybe three or four minutes. And, and like within three or four minutes, this dude approached me on a longboard with a ukulele in his hand, right? So I'm in Walmart. He rolls up beside me. He's totally high. And he said, he said, Hey man, he said, uh, what are you doing? What I was like, I can't even remember how the conversation started, but he said, hey, we're jamming like in the back. You want to come? I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Can my team come? Because I didn't want to go by myself. So they, they, they came with me um, once the guy got out of Walmart. And so we walked up there, and there was this total hippie van. These guys like totally strung out. Like, uh, I think one guy was drunk. Another guy's high. There's some girl sitting in the front seat. Um, and it was just a, it was a pretty funny scene. Um, and it literally back of Walmart, right? So it's in the back parking lot. And so we start, start talking to them and the guy in the van, he's not high or drunk. So like he was good conversation. Um, and he had a guitar and so we, he wanted to play a couple songs for us. So we'd written a couple songs and he played those. Um, and I was like, you want to hear a song? I was like, I'll just play a worship song. And so I played, and he knew it. I played Reckless Love. And so, like, we're just jamming out in the parking lot. And, and they're singing along, and they're just loving it, right? And so I'm like, this is really cool. And so turns out this guy, um, and I looked him up on Facebook. I, I don't know. He, we added each other. Or he actually couldn't add me. He had, like, 5,000 friends. He travels the U.S. in this van and has played on stage with, like, Chris Tomlin and casting crowns, and I was like, what? I was like, how in the world did this happen? So he told us his story, and his story was crazy. Like, he had been beaten by his mom, and like, had so many like, hurts, been raped when he was young, and, and just like, such a terrible, awful past, and like, he's like, gone on this path to forgive um, everybody that's hurt him. And, and like he's still in kind of a place that was, that was a rough place. And we spent a lot of time with this group just like praying for them and ministering to them. And it was so cool because I felt like, man, like I brought my guitar and these guys noticed and like they were attracted to it and they came. And it was just like, wow, like that's so awesome. Like God really showed up and confirmed it. But I still didn't see like what was in my mind that that was going to happen. And so Anyways, I thought, maybe we'll just go down to a bar. And, and like, I, I don't know, something came over, like, all of our group. I, I just felt, like, just this crazy boldness to do whatever. And so, like, I mean, I, I was just like, I'm ready. Let's just go down to the bar, and let's just play for everybody. We'll just preach the gospel, and we'll just play in front of the whole bar. And so, 
there's this just packed out bar um, down the road. And so we'd went to the night before and we were praying for a lot of people there. It was, it was awesome. Um, and so anyways, it started getting really late and there, one of our guys was like, ah, I just want to take them out to eat. So like, I'm like, okay, cool. So we're walking across the parking lot to go to Waffle House and on our way across the parking lot, this other van pulls up and this dude gets out of the van and he is on one of our outreach. This is like our band for Beach Reach. And so he didn't see it, and he didn't know who we were. And he's just like, um, he's like, hey, oh, actually, ask me what my guitar was. And so I told him what my guitar was. And then he's like, hey, I don't know if you're a believer or not, or a Christian, um, but would you? And he's like, in the middle of conversation, I was like, hey, look. And he starts freaking out, right? And he's like, whoa. He's like, would you come and lead worship for us? We're doing a baptism in the ocean right now. And so I was like, cool. I was like, well, let me, let me go talk to my team. And so I talked to my team and a couple guys that we picked up from the van. So we had the one guy, Zachariah, and we had his friend. They called him Fish. His name is Keith. And so we're, we're like, would you guys mind? We'll jump in the van. And so Zachariah, Zachariah also had a ukulele, and he had it with him. And so we all jumped in this van. It's a stand-up van, and we just start, like, up. actually, we sat in there, and we start driving, and then he's like, hey, show me some chords. And then we just started, like, worshiping in the van, right? People were freaking out, like, just going crazy. He's playing ukulele. I get up my guitar, and we're just, like, going for it in the van. It's one of the most fun rides I've ever had. And so we showed up at the beach, and other vans are showing up as well. And so it turns out we'd met some of these other people in the other vans, and they were really excited because we'd prayed with them before, and so it was just a really cool experience. So we get to the beach, we're walking towards the water, and I'm like standing like, I don't know, shin deep in the water, like playing guitar, people getting baptized. And it was just like a I was like, man, this is an amazing experience. Like, God is, like, I felt, like, and I've told this a couple times, like, where I felt like heaven in that experience. Like, I felt like just God's presence and, like, that God was behind us. And we were so confident, like, God's just setting this stuff up. And so we come back out of the water, and we're standing in this big circle, these lights. It's like two-something in the morning. People are holding their cell phones up. And, and, like, I'm standing there, and this guy prays over the guy that just got saved. And then they're like, it's time to lead worship. So I'm standing in the middle of the circle, just like I saw in my mind, like, a few weeks prior. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, how did this even happen? So I'm just telling this story because, like, God really wants to speak to us. He really wants to show up. And so I'm standing there, um, and I was like, guys, I have a story for you. So I told him just what I told you guys, like, this is what God did. And then I called out the guy that picked us up because I didn't know exactly why he stopped or, like, why he came to us. And I was like, hey, what happened? Why did you come and pick us up? And he said, well, and he's telling this to the whole group. Like, it's a, it's a big crowd of people. He said, I was praying um, we, we were going to do these baptisms, and we started praying for a musician to lead worship at this um, baptism. And then we pulled into Walmart and saw you guys. I was like, what? <laughs> that is so crazy. And so we started singing, and people were just so, like, encountering God right there. They just knew that God had put that in place. And, and he showed up. And so we just worshiped so hard. We got the cops called on us. It was amazing. <laughs> it was such a cool experience. And <laughs> we, 
We didn't go to jail. But if we would have, I'm confident that the jail would have, like, broken open. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, that was so cool. And, like, God just, God just really showed me um, through that specific experience that don't doubt God. Like, don't doubt what he's saying and spend time listening to him. Sometimes it's just taking the moment to be quiet, be still. And, and listen to what God's saying, because he wants to speak to you. And don't be afraid to step out in what he says to do.